What's up? Welcome to the My Friends Are Cool podcast. My name is Alec, and I feel like I have some pretty cool friends in my life. And I want to share as many of them with the podcast world as I can. So each episode is going to have a different friend of mine on talking about the coolest thing in my life, themselves. So let's go ahead and get into this episode. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of My Friends Are Cool. Um, My name is Alec, and this is my podcast. Um, Today, I have a pretty special guest. Uh, I have no idea where this is going to go. I'm both nervous and excited to see what happens. Um, But I have my dad on. Um, You have heard my mom. You heard my grandma. um, And now you're hearing my dad. Um, And if you don't listen ever again after this, I will judge you a little bit because it's going to be a great episode. Um, but uh, Dad, uh, introduce yourself. Say hey, all those things. How are y'all? They're not going to respond to you, so. <laughs> um, but uh, if, ever, if anyone said I'm good uh, into the, or to the speakers or just out loud in that, thank you. Um, if you didn't, then you're a normal person. Uh, so anyways, um, Dad, tell the world who you are, um, what you do, all those good things. Well, Dad, old man, whatever you want to call me. Um, I'm a EMT. I've been in the medical field over 20 years. Started out doing it in the military. I do sports medicine. That's uh, another little aspect of it. Work with colleges, uh, high schools, middle schools. Working, I, I work in an ER too. That's always a challenge. Cool. So you're being real humble and everything, and I appreciate that. But I would appreciate, you know, if you just tell the people like you do the cool things, like you work, you know, Grizzlies games, Memphis, anything that happens at the FedEx Forum, you get to work it as the EMT personnel on the floor. So you know, that's pretty cool. You know, I've had my moments. I mean, I I enjoy it. I mean, it's really not work. I get paid to watch sports. I mean, yeah, that's the only thing better would get paid to eat. But those uh, jobs I mean, are already taken. So. Right, right, right. Uh, just because I think it's a cool story, um, uh, unless I remember it wrong, will you give just a quick overview of your brief time as a WWE extra? Oh, God. Uh, we were the ambulance crew assigned to the event to the St. Valentine's Day Massacre of back in... 1999. So who were the prominent wrestlers of this age? Oh, your big wrestlers back then were uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, That's when Vince McMahon was wrestling. Uh, China. Big Show was there. Uh, He was, I think he was just getting started, but I mean, he was, he was a pretty good figure. Um, Was the rock, was this before or after the rock? I think this was before the rock. Before the rock. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember him there that night. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I made it onto the pay-per-view, uh, made it into a, one of the magazines uh, as a picture. Got pushed down by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, that's cool. Not so, many people can say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then got up, yeah. Yeah. And did you cart anyone out that night? I can't remember if you did or not. Uh, one of the, I'm not going to say their name, but one of the prominent figures got actually hurt, but... Oh. Uh, 
all we did was use some super glue to patch him up because he right. didn't want to go to the ER. Right, right. So a little something I learned in the military. Right, right. Yeah, that's what what you what that is called is called the HIPAA law. Um, which if you don't know anything about the medical field, doctors and uh, medical personnel are not allowed to share names, but can share stories. Um, you know, just not. You just can't add a name to it. Um, Jane Doe or John Doe, and you're good to go. Um, so, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, your job's pretty cool. I mean, you've gotten some pretty cool opportunities, um, you know, whether that be one of the sporting events or driving all over creation, because that's what you've gotten to do in the midst of COVID is just, you know, transport. And I mean, you've been in pretty, some, some pretty cool places like Iowa University Hospital, right? Or University of Iowa Hospital. Oh yes. By far the children's hospital up there, uh, is phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. saw it on ESPN one time where they, the players during the football season were waving to the kids up there in the windows and they could see it. Yeah. And I got to see the kids view of it. And that was, yeah. So very surreal. Yeah. University of Iowa's children's hospital overlooks, um, university of Iowa's football stadium. And at the end of the first quarter of every home game, um, the entire stadium will stop and wave to all of the kids that are in the hospital, whether that be for cancer or something else they're they're there so but anyways um yeah no it's uh your job's pretty cool um i mean i'll I'll give you that um so it's it's led to some cool opportunities for you and uh you know i mean you get to watch you get to watch nba basketball in person and get paid for it which not many people get to say so um that's pretty cool but uh so tell the world um how we met you know way back when well i mean I went into the hospital looking for somebody that was pregnant, about to have a kid, and you were there. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, here we go. I've been there since you were born, so I mean, that's the always the plus side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. So what? Uh, so when you're not driving all over creation, when you're not um, saving someone's life or all those good things, um, what what hobbies do you have? Well, starting out, I, I used to get into sports cards. Um, I got out of the hobby for a long time. Just now getting back into it, having a little fun with it. Um, like woodworking, got a wood shop that your pa and I spend some time in with. That's always good. Uh, I, I started doing that in the military as well, going to the woodworking hobby shop. It uh, kept me out of trouble. Right. Um, I mean. Is that I mean it's okay like I don't I don't like the hobbies question because my hobby is like uh, video games and working out I don't know what else I do for fun um, oh you've got the I mean I didn't know if you wanted to consider bourbon I was about hobby. to say you're you're <laughs> bourbon aficionado how do you say that word uh, aficionado aficionado yeah like I, yeah I went down that went down that rabbit hole literally about five six years ago um, and you have still haven't come out. No, no, it's it's been very fun learning about bourbon, going to distilleries, mm-hmm. and trying all the different ones. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, actually um, talking with a friend of mine. Um, I was talking with Nathan, and and he was like, "I just don't get why people like buy alcohol just to try it." And I was like, "It's no different than coffee, you know. Like I I literally will buy coffee at a place, a local place, if I'm somewhere, uh, just to try it, just to try black coffee, you know. And my hobby's just way cheaper than yours." Well, yeah, sort of. <laughs> as long I've seen as I, some expense, unless you go to Starbucks. I was gonna say, as <laughs> as long as I stay away from Starbucks, uh, which that's not even good black coffee. Um, so, but uh, what would you say, like in the midst of your work and your hobbies and everything, like 
Um, what are you, what are you passionate about? I'm, I'm passionate about sports medicine. My, mm-hmm. my job. I mean, bless you. Thank you. Um, I mean, I, it, it literally is the greatest job ever. I mean, I can't believe I get paid to do it. Like you said, I get paid to watch sports, watch athletes. Um, it, you know, I was able to, you know, when y'all were playing, mm-hmm. I had to, you know, you and your brother, I was on the best seats in the house. Yeah. And once you stand on the sidelines of a game or you're in the dugout uh, or you're courtside, there's no better seat. Right. Unless you're in the suite, you know, the boxes with food or something. But I mean, those aren't even that great of seats. Yeah, but um, I, I, I love I love what I do. Um, I mean, there I know there's more to the life than work, but I mean, right. it's this is not work sometimes it's play yeah yeah uh what would you say is your favorite moment from all that you've done like in in the sports medicine uh in the sports medicine this wasn't a question i had him prepared for so i i think uh moving Moving up the ranks, I guess, if you mm-hmm. want to, if you want to call it that. And I started out. I still do middle school and high school. Right. I'm fortunate enough to work at uh, a local D3 college yeah. here. Um, uh, I cover baseball for a community college. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can say the names of them. I mean, I don't see why it would be uh, an issue. Uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm proud of it. I mean, I work football at Rhodes College. Yeah. Uh, I work a lot of their other events. Yeah. Um, it was the first time I got to cover tennis, and I was like what in the world but i had an absolute blast yeah i mean uh watching these young men and women play mm-hmm. uh and get to interact with them uh covering baseball um i mean that that's one of my by far one of my favorite sports right don't um, know why but to each his own i mean it's just that that's that's all there is to it i mean it's basically you get to sit there and watch them in the dugout um yeah. I even covered golf, and that was fun. Yeah, I mean, getting and every sport has its challenges, right? Um, but those, when those led to working y'all's events, yeah, you know, being there uh, for the Nighthawks or the Mustangs mm-hmm. for your basketball, or your travel team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I just had that mantra in my mind. Yeah, I don't want anybody else touching my kid but me. Right. I mean, and I'm going to do it, and then getting there for your brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's led into other things. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely remember the days back when White Station was super good. White Station's a high school here in Memphis, if, um, you're not familiar, but, um, they're pretty good at sports, but in the mid two thousands, they were good at everything. Mm -hmm. They were good at football. They were good at basketball. Um, they, if you have ever watched the more than a game documentary, which is about LeBron in high school and his team, um, they show a graphic of the top 25 of max preps. White station was a top 25 school in the nation, which is nuts. But in that time they were also really, really good at football. They were destroying everybody. And I remember being at, uh, um, Oh, what's that stadium's name? Uh, uh, it starts with a Y, um, or Hallie, Hallie, 
Halley. Is that the one that's off of Mount Moriah? Yeah, Halley yeah. Stadium. I remember being at, at Halley and just all of the White Station and Ridgeway games, I think. I think yep. you did Ridgeway. High White Station and Ridgeway. And, you know, those were th- that was something I didn't understand. Um, but, like, you know, I look back on it and it's like, those are some pretty cool games that I I obviously missed because I was just playing in the end of the uh, behind the end zone with whatever other kids were there. Um, but, you know, it's something that you've been working at. And I will say, you, you brought up golf. I, want, I just need to tell you all something. I've never been more frustrated in a sport in my life than the first time that I had only played golf a handful of times before we all went out and played golf one time. And my dad tees up in the box and I'm, I see a stance and everything. I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, and he's saying like, I've only swung a club once or whatever, literally out of the first tee box, he sent the ball. You had to have sent the, the ball straight 250 yards and just in like it was like nothing and then i get up there and shank immediately to the left and i've just golf such a frustrating game but one wanted to give you that shout out but two also express my frustration of golf um i don't know if anyone else feels that way towards golf i feel like most people do um but uh you know somehow you're randomly good at golf no you the, you're only telling the first hole the other <laughs> eight were just horrible <laughs> you're great out of the tee box now, past that, it was kind of like a meh, but... I, I t- was using the wrong end of the putter. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. So, um, but with everything, so, you know, mil- like growing up in Fayette County, to the military, to med- medical, or sports medicine, um, to the ER, and all those all those different things, um, to teaching CPR, um, and all that, uh, what is the biggest lesson that you feel like you've learned in life? If you look like you know what you're doing, people will assume you know what you're doing. Okay. I mean, that's, I mean, there's more to it than that. Um, a lot of the lessons I learned uh, work-wise, I learned in the military. You know, show up on time, look professional. You know, those are the two things that you can control. Um, work ethic. Um which, you know, that could be a sore subject because, I mean, it was cause of many of a um, argument between you and me and me and your brother. But, um, it'll, you know, I had to, I, you had to think back. I, I, I was the same way. Right. Um, but I, I take that back. I guess the, the, bit, the best lesson I learned is two, it's twofold. If you love what you're doing, You'll mm-hmm. never work a day in your life. Right. Um, and if you don't like what you're doing, find something else. Right. Um, I got I got lucky. I found my niche. Right. I mean, like I said, I, I um, I mean, I can t- I can tell you to the to I can tell you exactly what happened the day mm-hmm. I decided to go down this path of EMS. Yeah. Uh, I was in the Navy. Uh, I was on watch. I was I was in engineering. Right. I was what they called a machinist mate. That's how I started out my first four years. Um, and I was coming out of a what they call a shaft alley. And the sirens, were, the horns were going off, medical alert. And I saw a bunch of guys running down the the P-way, yeah, the passageway with a what they called a Stokes basket. Uh, basically, a wire mesh basket. And they came running back through with a guy in it screaming his full head off. Mm. And the next day I went to 
sick bay, went to the ship's nurse. Uh-huh. It was Lieutenant uh, Nace was mm-hmm. his name, Mike Nace. I still remember it. I still have the CPR card that he gave me, my first one. And uh, I said, hey, I want to learn how to do that. He said, hey, how convenient. We got a class coming up. So while we were on a six-month deployment, mm-hmm. I did four hours of watch, four hours of work, four hours of watch, uh, four hours of school, mm. rinse, so that's wash and repeat. 16 hours and then eight hours of off time. Yeah, and then had to study in there. Yeah. And and that was six days a week. Jeez. Sundays were holiday routine, so you only had to do uh, four hours of watch. Right. So kind of catch up on your study. What uh, what ship are you on? Uh, this was on the USS Theodore Roosevelt. Nice. Nice. Big old. Was that a, that was that a carrier? carrier? Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. Best carrier in the fleet. Is it? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, we didn't say that, but you you were in the Navy. We kept saying military, but you were in the Navy. So, um, which I will say, um, first, thank you for sharing all that. Um, the work ethic thing, I think, is, you know, you kind of alluded to it um, before, and it's still kind of in what you're talking about. But, you know, definitely there were some tense moments of just like, it's like, I don't want to work. And it's like, you have to work. And, you know, the house we're sitting in now, we all built um, and everything. And so, and y'all did a lot of the work. Uh, I was off working two jobs. Right. And, but it was, it's one of those things where I look back on, I'm like, I'm glad that we went through that. Um, one, because I actually learned how to like work for myself, but also too, like, it was just, it's just, it was a good, it's a good molding process. I mean, you know, we talk about people talk about, you know, iron sharpening iron and, so does one man to another Proverbs, I think seventeen seventeen, And, but that's not an easy process. I think Austin, I may have talked about this last week. Um, but you know, it's, that's a hard process, like heating up, breaking blunt force to this hot rod of metal and everything. It's the same concept of like, you know, in those moments when we were at, at, you know, odds, those are moments of like, that's just building each other like pressing against each other to make each other better um and so those were while they were difficult they're difficult to look back on or difficult to talk about at points or talk through at points it was still a good process um and so um but yeah no i also had another route i wanted to go and i just blanked on it um oh you being in the navy um led to some of the coolest moments which you know is the second Saturday of every December, um, and you know, the army Navy game. And, you know, if you've never taken the time to watch the army Navy game, one, you should, it is the closest thing to classic football that we still have, um, in today's college football landscape, because uh, it's just changed so much as the game grows, but also it's just such a cool game. Like it's on the bucket list to go to one of those games. Cause you talked about, you went to one in Philadelphia. Yep. I got to go to one with your uncle Chris. Um, and um, not to wear out the adjective, but it was surreal as well. Yeah, uh, we were we were in the nosebleeds. Um, in and the Eagle Stadium, which it, is a pretty large stadium, yeah. and the second that the honor guard hit the end zone to yeah. march on to the field to march to uh, center field and do the national anthem, it was dead silence. Yeah, you could hear them. You could hear their cadence. Yeah. 
you will never hear that at another game. Right. And, um, but that was, uh, it was a good time. I, I, unbelievable. Navy won. So that always makes it good. Yeah. No, th- that game is just so cool. And, and for so many reasons, you know, it's like, they come into the game and it's like uh, you can see it on the cameras, but also you hear the stories of like all the camaraderie and everything that's happening between the two branches. But man, the second that the ball is kicked off, it is like, I hate you. Yep. And then as the second the game ends, it's we're all, you know, brothers and sisters again. And like, um, and then yeah, from, from that to the uniforms that come out, like that's my favorite part is like every year there's a new uniform the Army and Navy get a, a different uniform that's inspired by something else. This year's uniforms I thought were kind of bleh. Um, it didn't help that the fog was super thick, so it was like Im- almost impossible to see Army. Oh, yeah. Because they're, they went uh, this really like beige and Army green route, so it was really difficult to see them. But um, like Navy has had, since Navy went to Under Armour, they have had some super cool uniform. I, th- I still think my favorite was the Don't Tread on Me Snake within yep. the Navy um, logo. And, um, you know, the unfortunate thing is I don't think that'll ever come back um, just with all that the Don't Tread on Me Snake implies now um, within the political sphere. Um, and so... I don't know. If, if you, if you want to look up what we're talking about, look up... Um, what year was that, 2014? 14 or 15. I think it was 20. It might have been 15. It might have been my first year of college. Because y'all got me the T-shirt for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I have a uniform 2015. Just doing a quick Google. Um, no, 2015 was when they had the different uh, helmets. Oh, with uh, the ships. Yes, that was super cool, yes. too. They hand paint most of the helmets for these games, too. <laughs> so in 2015, Navy had uh, every position group had a different ship from the Naval fleet. Uh, like, I think running backs were carriers. Um, uh, the quarterback might have been the battleship or something like that. I don't know. It was super yeah. cool though. Um, but so that means that must mean it was 2014. Um, let's see, images. Yeah, 2014 was the year with the "Don't Tread on Me" snake. So the 2014 Navy. If you Google Navy uniform 2014, it'll pop up. You should give it a look. Those uniforms were, were super cool because they also looked like the, um, not navy blues. What are the whites? Just called navy whites. Dress whites. Dress whites. It, they look like that, but with the, the shoulder patches, um, whatever those are called. That I think the, the bars. Higher, yeah, in, in command wear. So, anyways, getting into tangents. So, um, but uh, good tangent. It was. It was. So, um, what uh, what what are you taking in right now? Like, what's the what's your um, what are you listening to? What are you watching? Like, what what's your favorite thing that you are consuming media wise? Uh, media wise. Um, Podcasts, actually, um, and I have you to thank for that because when you started this last year, I mean, I'd heard of podcasts, but I was like, eh. Um, and then uh, we we listened to um, Dave Ramsey, right? Financial Peace. Um, but I I found other podcasts on the radio um, or on 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 my iPhone thing, right? One of them being uh, a couple different ones on bourbon, yeah. Trying to learn about that. Um, another one that I listen to is uh, 
which I feel like the, we should clear up that like you and you enjoy learning the process of how bourbon is made, why it's made the way it is. And yes. then you enjoy like why different bourbon, like the science behind why different bourbons taste different ways. Yeah. You're not, you, you don't, I, I want to make it clear. My dad is not coming home every night oh. getting absolutely plastered on bourbon. No. It's, it's definitely like a, you respect the process. You respect the product. You want to learn more about it. Right. Yes, definitely. A, a, yeah. I don't drink it every night. I couldn't function. <laughs> Um, the, I mean, the first, the very first thing when I got to the distillery, the the first one we went to was Woodford. And I mean, I just wanted to go into the Rick house yeah. because of the wood. Yeah. I mean, that's, that was what was the best well, part. Well, Woodford's such a cool distillery anyways, in oh, the yes. sense of like, there are portions of it that are pre-Civil War. I think 1830 is yeah. when that main room with the, what the, what are the copper things called? Um, the distilling pots. The distilling pots. The room that they sit in, I think, where it was built in the ni- in the eighteen eighteen thirties. So pre Civil War. Wow. Um. P- the team never quits. Another uh, podcast that I like listening to. Is that uh, the one with the seals? Yeah, Marcus Luttrell, um, and his brother Morgan. Uh, they interview several different a mm-hmm. uh, lot lot of different people, DEA agents, uh, athletes. Yeah. Uh, it's great interviews yeah um but that that's what we like that's what i like listening to because we uh we got rid of our our tv our cable tv which is pretty smart i think um thanks to you we know how to use other things right but uh, as far as tv shows i i did binge watch that designated survivor Uh, i have heard good things um but other than that, I mean, uh, my my go-to show that I haven't watched in years used to be uh, NCIS. Yeah. But yeah, that was good until all the characters from the early seasons just disappeared. Um, so, um, but no, no, that's good. Um, so, uh, let's see. I got to see how much time. Yeah. So, you know, as you look ahead in life and as you see um, – what's going on and, and everything. Uh, what, what are you excited about? Like what, what do you see that excites you? Uh, well, I mean, you, 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 you're up and out of the house. Uh, now I've been out for several years on, on your own. Uh, your brother is heading down that path, uh, 19 years old. Um, if he takes as long as, you know, I think he should, then, you know, we're looking at a couple of years, but I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, doing things with your mom. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, you know, we're going to tr- try and travel. Yeah. Um, we, the, the hardest challenges is finding something that we both want to do right. in the same area. Right. Um, but that, that's what I'm, I want to, I want to slow down a little bit. Right. Uh, this last year we slowed down, but, uh, not by choice. Right. Um, so in the immediate future, I'm, I'm getting ready to, you know, start up sports again, right. other than the, you know, I'm still working the Grizzlies games, but, uh, your, your mom said it best earlier, you know, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Here we are in February and I'm working football, mm-hmm. baseball and basketball. Yeah. And that's unheard of. Right. So yeah. Basketball should be wrapping up. And football should have been done a month ago. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, 
So what would you say, and this is the last question and we'll wrap up, but um, what would you say your, the biggest takeaway you took from COVID was? Because you talked about slowing down and like from my perspective, yeah, you went from like you had a schedule of I'm going to work, you know, this amount of time and then I've got, you know, during football season it was Monday, it used to, it, well, whenever it comes back or it might have been, the, anyways, during football season it was it's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday for you. And some Saturdays. And some Saturdays. Yeah. And that's that's just the night. Like you then have your daytime work of whether that's, you know, at Acadian doing something or at the ER or at Rhodes. Yeah. So what, was the biggest takeaway you took from all that just stopping? Well, the sports stopped, um, but I just changed gears to another avenue. That's right. that's the great, you know, going back to what you said, you know, what's the biggest life lesson you learned? Um, I, I wasn't just going to get stuck in, right. okay, I'm just an EMT in the back of an ambulance. There's right. nothing wrong with that. Right. You can't do it forever. Uh, branch off. And and I was I've been fortunate enough to do that, so I was able just to pick back up in 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 the business right. in, in this occupation, but just in a different arena. Right. Um. And I mean, I would not wish some of the stuff I've seen over the last year on anybody. Right. Not, not my worst enemy. Um. So that's that's the big thing I took away from this. Yeah. We're we're very fortunate. We're very blessed. Yeah. Um. And can't whatever you do, don't take it for granted. Right, for sure, for sure. Well, do you have anything else that you want to share with the podcast people? Um, I want to go back to earlier what you said about you know iron sharpens iron, um, and you know I, I know you were referring to you know me raising you and your brother, but I I want you to honestly know that um, that goes both ways. Mm. Um, I can't sit back and actually recall anything when you were younger but i will say i definitely as you've gotten older uh you sharpened me mm. i've i've learned some things from you and i needed to mm-hmm. so for that i do want to say thank you yeah um and you know i, I love you, I, love you too. I, I know you didn't you know always think i did growing up right but right. you know uh i i I tell your brother a lot still. My job wasn't to be your best friend. It was to raise you and make a young man out of you. Um, and I'm very proud of what you've become and what your brother's becoming. Um, your memory, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you talk about all the sports and all that, and, you know, that's what we shared. Um, took you to a lot of sporting events. Mm-hmm. You remember them all. Mm-hmm. I don't. And, no, right. that's not because of the bourbon. That's just <laughs> because I'm old. Right. Uh, but – uh, when you start talking about them, it's just then it then it you know rekindles those memories. Um, I, I remember how you said you'll never go to another Arkansas game as long as you live. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> some of the rudest fans. <laughs> Golly, uh, then I got around Tennessee fans. Um, but we were actually I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Um, I remember getting tickets to the what uh, it wasn't the Grizzlies games. It was the Maybe it was. Maybe it was one of the early Grizzly games. And in the pyramid? No, we were at the forum, uh, uh, and we were probably ten, fifteen rows up when they played the Clippers. And this was before, you know, I worked these events, right? Uh, 
Was that the the game that there was that sports reporter? Like Jarvis two, Greer. Yeah. Yes, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, they, you and him, I couldn't. He made my day. Uh, you and him sat there and talked sports for 20, 30 minutes off and on. Yeah. And, I mean, and he was there to do a job, but he took time out of it to talk with you, and you carried on a far more intelligent conversation about the game than probably 30 people around us could have. Right. And you were very young then. So, I mean, those those times I look back and go, that was, that was a blast. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's definitely how you are with bourbon is how I am with, with sports and just strategy in general. I love strategy and breaking it down, which I think is why I enjoy. I like, I've always said like those, those 10, 15 rows back, those seats are cool. But honestly, especially basketball, I'd much rather be in this up, up top and just get to the top down view. Cause I just enjoy watching just that all break down. But, um, yeah, no, those are, those are some great times. Um, I mean, I'll never forget that day that we randomly got tickets to the playoff game when the Clippers got, uh, like five technical fouls in the span of 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and we were, we were pretty close. Like that we got, we were on the one end and we were about 15 rows from the bottom and it was nuts. I've never, there's not, there's no better atmosphere in sports in my opinion well, no, I can't say that because I have been in Neyland when there's 100,000 people going. Um, but, um, man, the, the FedEx Forum in a playoff game, especially back when they would, when everyone hated the Clippers, when they would play the Clippers, those playoff games were nuts because we went to three of them that series somehow. I don't know. You, whoever you're getting tickets from just had no care of going to the games, and you and I got to go to two or three that, that series. Yeah. Um, and those were those are some fun times. But, yeah, no, I mean, TCU and Baylor game, that yeah, was that, that was, was a lot of fun. You telling me all about how they're going to come out of the end zone? I thought that was insane. Uh, yeah, I remember the Auburn Sanford game. That was fun. I wanted to run down there and buy a War Eagle T-shirt after we <laughs> saw that happen. Yeah, yeah, no, it was. So what you're talking about is the so Auburn will release an eagle up top of the stadium, and it'll fly down and then land on the uh, trainer's hand like eagles do. It's super cool. Um, but yeah, no, there's been been a lot of different things. Got my first ticket because of that trip. <laughs> so it got pulled over bright and early at like 5 30 in the morning um but uh anyways well thank you for being on um i told you you'd be on um and so uh it was fun so i enjoyed it thank yeah. you so as always thanks for listening guys give it a share if you want to um and uh, if you haven't yet give uh dogtown an exchange a look on instagram look up his leather work um if you see anything you like reach out to him if there's something that he doesn't have that you would kind of like just be like hey here's this idea i have what do you think and see if he'll run with it because he i mean that's what he did with my wallet so anyways i appreciate you guys thanks for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week all right